You're listening to Seattle Real Estate Podcast. So the next time you go to a restaurant, one thing is for certain. It's probably going to cost a bunch more than the last time you were there. And you'll look at the bill and you'll look at the prices in the menu and you'll go, is that is that way more? Is that a lot more? Probably is. Got a couple of factors. I mean, just everything's going up, right? I mean, have you noticed that? Just like everything has gone up in price. And you're like, ah, COVID. Like, exactly what? what? What does that mean? Why? Why? All right. For restaurants, you got the soaring costs of the stuff they use to make food. We're going to talk about that. And you've got a labor supply crisis. You got too many people doing stuff where they're not working, they're getting paid that extra fed money, right? We've talked about that a bunch. And is that it? No, I think a lot of it is um, you've just got this starting and stopping of the economy. We stopped it. Now we're going back. All right, we're all open. Okay. Not everybody is willing to work and we're trying to find jobs for you know, a lot of these positions, a lot of these situations. And I've talked about my guy at 7-Eleven, basically saying it's been really hard for us to find another person uh, to work for us. And where that came into play was Saturday night at like 10-15, my 7-Eleven was closed down. And they said, sorry, due to a shortage, we didn't have anybody to cover the shift. Therefore, we are closed. Come back. We're open up at 7 a.m. tomorrow morning. That's literally a sign they put on the on the door. And I'm like, what? This doesn't happen. This this is not America. What's the deal here? 7-Eleven is always open. Always open. Remember when it used to be open 24-7? Not so much anymore. Uh, but there are places where you can go that are 24-7. You know. So if you need to, you can. That's what we're talking about today. We are talking about soaring labor costs. And just costs in general attributed to the food that you eat at a restaurant. And people are going back to restaurants in droves because they're sick and tired of being stuck at home. That's what we're talking about. Before we jump on in, if you're new here, my name is Sean Reynolds. I own a couple of real estate companies and I read the news that hopefully you want to hear. Let's do this. And who doesn't like going out to a restaurant? If you don't like going out to a restaurant, all right. If you want to eat cleaner, if you want to eat more healthy, yeah. But let's be honest. Everybody enjoys going out to eat food. If you don't, I don't know. That just seems it seems a little strange. But I like to go out and eat. I like to go out and eat restaurants that I've eaten at a million times because I know what I'm going to get. I'm going to look forward to that, and I'm just gonna I'm just gonna do it. Maybe like the blue ribbon burger at Red Robin. I know Red Robin, not a fan favorite for most people, but if you have to go at a big chain, the Blue Ribbon Burger, it's pretty good. I'm just saying. And I I haven't eaten there. I haven't probably eaten there since the pandemic. So it tells you I don't really go there a lot. However, you know, every now and then you just kind of get a hankering for something and you're like, I could eat that. Well, when I do go back, I'm probably going to go, wow, that's a really expensive Blue Ribbon Burger. With New York City's restaurant scene coming back after COVID-19, there's something new on the menu. Bigger bills. It's going to cost more. Diners had better bring their cash as well as their appetites as city restaurant prices are going up thanks to rising costs in food, supplies, and labor, restauranters said. If we're getting squeezed, there's only there's this is this is the the comment that I liked. And I'm like, yeah, that makes total sense. If you're getting if we're getting squeezed, the restaurant owners, if we're getting squeezed. There's only two ways to handle it. Number one, either cut costs, or number two, raise prices. Those are the only two places to go, right? 
That is it. That's the beauty of business. It comes down to math. Simple. It's not subjective. I feel this way about that. Facts don't care about your feelings. Right? I mean, am I right? There's no alternatives, really. Hawken Sawan, the owner of Midtown's Aquavit, told the Post Monday. The Nordic cuisine purveyor said he's spending about 15% more on supplies, while customers' checks are on average about 15 to 20% higher. So when I hear people say things like, well, if they, if they, if they can't afford $4 an hour more, then, you know, that's, that's just, that's just not right. All right. So when the restaurant that you frequent is forced to pay their employees $4 more an hour more, are you going to be shocked when you get your bill and go, holy crap, I can't afford to eat here anymore? Are you going to be shocked? No, you're going to be like, ah, they're just jacking me. They're, they're just, they're screwing me. I'm getting screwed. This is terrible. It's highway robbery. Everybody's raising prices. Okay. Restaurants included. And they've got a labor shortage on top of that, along with mini marts. Love me a good mini mart, right? So Ciro Casella, the co-owner of San Mateo Pizzeria on the Upper East Side, said the price for everything has gone up sky high. Alan Natkeel, the owner of New Hampshire's restaurant George's Northside, informed guests on Facebook that menu price items may be going up, which means they're going up. We, we all know prices are going up. Now, how much of a temporary thing is this going to be? Do prices ever go down? Once you get a consumer up, do you ever bring it back down? Hey, you know, our wholesale prices, they've dropped a lot. And since the whole pandemic thing, even though we were shut down against our will for a long time, you know, not really based on the data or the science, we're going to give you a price break and, you know, we're bringing our prices back down. Said no business owner ever right? It's just not the case. So well, the, the costs that we're seeing right now, is this a temporary thing? Well, on the side, supply side of things, it might be a little temporary, but I just don't see prices really going down. Because most of the time, they just don't, right? Even pizza boxes, they raised like crazy, he griped. I used to pay $12.95 for a bundle. Now it went to $17.95. So five bucks, that is what? Is that 36, 37% increase? That's a massive increase. $12.95 to $17.95 for something that's basic. With I mean, if you're a pizza guy, you got to have boxes for your pizza because how much of your delivery is, is your business? Probably a lot. Delivery fees are way up. Olive oil went up 30%. Buffalo mozzarella went up $30 a case. Tomatoes went up 30%. If the prices don't go down in a few months, I'm going to have to raise the menu prices. Guaranteed that dude's going to be raising the menu prices, right? I mean, it's that's happening. US Labor Department uh, data show prices ac across all products jumped 4.2% over the past 12 months, the largest increase since 2008. And a myriad of issues is driving the uptick. Let's find out what they are. Here's Applebee's. Here's a picture of Applebee's right here. I was just talking about Red Robin. It's almost the same thing. I do enjoy a good steak at Applebee's with um, 
let's see, they have mashed potato that is pretty good. And your other option you get with the steak is, uh, and I think it's, uh, is it a ribeye steak? I can't remember. It's pretty good. You know, you get like either a six or an eight ounce. It's not bad. You get steamed broccoli. That's not a terrible way to go. High in calories, um, the steak is and the mashed potato, but pretty tasty. And you get a bunch of protein with the steak and the steamed vegetables. Yeah, that's just a giveaway, right? During the pandemic, suppliers shrunk their operations after many restaurants closed and demand plummeted. But now that all of New York is reopening at the same time, restauranters say they're facing a surge and having trouble keeping up with demand. That's what we've got going on here in Seattle. It's like everybody just all of a sudden, all right, everybody back to work. All right. It kind of felt like Memorial Day weekend, which we just had, was the end of like that era of Rona. Because I was thinking back to what did we do last Memorial Day? Oh, let's see, May of 2020. We were in the midst of the first shutdown phase one. Horrible. Hey, let's go out to eat. Oh, that's not open. I Oh, they're, yeah, their takeout isn't all that great. Their delivery. Let's just go sit. Oh, we can't go out. Hey, let's go to a movie. Oh, hey, let's go travel. Oh, no. I mean, just everywhere you went, you had a roadblock, literally, right? I mean, last Memorial Day, not a, not a stellar time in history. Not a stellar time. That was lockdown. That was just no fun. Maybe you're watching this from a city where you didn't have that kind of lockdown, and good for you. I think that's amazing because... You know, I wasn't a big, huge fan of the lockdown either, especially the way it kind of went down. Yeah, you know, you're a big business and you sell a lot of stuff. You're going to stay open. Small business over here, not, not so much. And you're not as essential. Um, but compounding the issue is a nationwide shortage of not just chicken and beef, but workers. And I have a lot of people telling me, ah, that's a scam. That's not the case. There's just as many people available in the labor pool. You know, they're just, and you get one or two, you get these reasons for why there isn't a supply shortage of workers. But it's like, okay, I go to enough stores and I talk to enough owners of businesses that all tell me, we're having a tough time getting a hold of not skilled laborers, not you know, this, we're not talking about designing uh, code for Amazon. We're talking about basic positions, the, the, uh, the checkout teller at 7-Eleven. I mean, important, important job, because that's otherwise I can't get my stuff at 7-Eleven. Um, but we're not talking about highly skilled positions by any means. And those are the positions that we're having a tough time. And a lot of people are saying, and I have said, I've thrown my hat in the ring and said, Yep, I think that's certainly one part of this impact is the federal, you know, money, the 300 bucks a month that people are still getting. Uh, pandemic aid, it's just kind of stringing things along because, why would people want to go back if they can still get some of that Fed money and make more money doing that? What incentive do they have to work? I don't think they do. I don't think they do. And I think there's a certain segment of the population that is abusing that. And we're going to find out because pretty soon we're going to have all these, you know, moratoriums off and the aid's going to stop and it's going to be, it's go time. It's back to work time. So it's a perfect storm, said Andrew Riggi. He's head of the New York City Hospitality Appliance. Uh, 
Alliance Trade Group. Now we're looking at uh, now I'm looking at a, and this is important. I when I read this article for the first time through doing my research here, I'm like, this is really interesting. It's a couple of photos. Uh, it's a photo of uh, two receipts side by side. One was from February 1st, 2021. And that showed oil, uh, some kind of clear frying oil, a 35 pounds was $21 and 11 cents. That's February 2021, $21. And by May 17th of 2021, that $21 bill that cost had gone up to $38 and 50 cents for the exact same SKU number and quantity 2111 to 3850. So nearly doubled one of the costs to this restaurant. He's it's the owner of New Hampshire restaurant George's North Side. He's basically saying here is the reason I am having to raise your prices. Because one of his key components oil gone from 2111 to 3850. Will these prices stay that high for this long? Probably not. It's just going to take some supply chain, you know, it's going to take some working out to get some of the kinks out of the system because we went from very low volume to oh my gosh, all of a sudden, we can't handle the demand. It'll level out at some point. But um, I think a lot of these prices, they're, they're up and they're probably going to stay higher than lower, right? So we have food prices going up, the labor crunch pushing wage and benefit costs up. And on top of that, the extraordinarily trying past 15 months due to the pandemic. This is what the restaurants are facing. They're just like, oh, this is brutal. And that these are the restaurants that are left, right? Because so many of them just went under closed. Yep, we're not we're not doing that. We were marginal before. Now it's like, okay, we don't have the we don't have the reserves to stay in business, shut her down. So how many businesses shuttered like that? And the ones that are left are experiencing, you know, this craziness that we've got going on in the market. So one of the lemonades of COVID is that everyone's been drinking more. So check averages have been up. This is uh, from Jeff Banks. He's the CEO of Alicart Restaurant Group. And he told the post, people who don't usually have a drink have one. Some normal people, all right, you know what, we're going out to a restaurant, we're going to treat ourselves, because we're making up for the last 15 months of not being able to do much of this. So people don't usually have a drink have one. And people usually have one drink. Guess what? They're having two. They're having two. So the so restaurants are, you know, they're making a little bit more there because demand is there. But that will go down. Will the cost of goods go down? Probably not by a ton. So guess what? Your next experience at a restaurant, that's probably, it's probably going to be pretty expensive. And a lot of people are talking about, all right, we we're going to have some inflation here. We are definitely going to have some inflation. I think we are too. I don't think there's with the amount of money that we are spending and pumping into the economy, you've got to have some inflation, right? And what's the Fed going to do? Are they just going to kind of, ah, yeah, but those are temporary numbers. We temporarily shut down in the economy. And then we've since reopened it. You know, we're going to have to wait for some stability before we change our policy. I don't know. I mean, probably sooner than later, we see a little Fed correction. They start to change maybe some of their policy. That's I mean, I think that's on the the, the horizon here, probably sooner than later. Because, uh, 
you know, you look at what uh, what's happening on the presidential level, six trillion dollar proposed plan. See, you know, see what see what of that goes through. But holy cow, are we just spending money like there is literally no tomorrow? I don't know. The euphoria around going out to restaurants and things like that. I think that is it, it feels like the um, you know, some people have talked about it being the roaring 20s, things are just gonna go, 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 go. But I think a lot of it is people are just feeling better about where we're at than where we were a year ago, which was pretty dismal, because we didn't really know, well, how much longer is this thing going to stick around? Well, if you would have told me through June of 2021, I would have said there is no way there's no way we'll put up with this. But we have, and we did. And now we're kind of coming out of it. And it's like somebody, you know, telling you, oh, you can go do this. Doesn't that feel great? Doesn't that feel awesome that you can do things that you were able to do before? But because we told you you couldn't do them for a while. Now you can go out and enjoy good, good little person. You made it through you made it through the Coronavirus. Go have your fun at that restaurant. So I, I think a lot of what we're experiencing right now is just that I've been I kind of went to restaurants throughout the whole thing. As soon as I could go to a restaurant, I did. And because I'm that's just I kind of figured, you know what, if I'm wearing a mask, and they're telling me if you wear a mask, you're safe. Um, and if you're not, you know, running around with other people who are doing crazy things, like all drinking out of the same damn cup, like some people that <laughs> all drank out of the same cup, and then they wondered, hey, when we were playing those drinking games, and we all drank out of the same cup, we got sick. How does that happen? No, I didn't do any of that, but you just got to use your common sense. And uh, some of the younger folks didn't necessarily use common sense in those scenarios, and they got sick. And, you know, when young people get the Rona, you know, majority of them are just fine, and they're going to live and they're going to make it through. And um, so for that reason, they don't really, it's kind of like, ah, yeah, got the flu, Oh, I mean, the Rona and um, made it through and, you know, um, but I think, um, you know, some people have been going out to eat at restaurants, but a large percentage of people have just been kind of hunkered down like they were told they should do and just hunker down and don't go anywhere and don't do anything. And now people are kind of, Hey, is it time to go out? Cause man, traffic here in Seattle is sure getting worse. It's getting worse, like really quickly. And, um, and so many of the things, uh, the wait for Ubers is, you know, 10, 10, 11 minutes is now no longer really that long. Whereas during the Rona, I could get an Uber in like three minutes. So I'm not complaining about that because pff, you have a few minutes here or there for a service like that. Then maybe you don't do Uber, maybe you do Lyft, maybe you're old school and you take a yellow taxi cab. But um, I just like I figured out the app on Uber, and it's really easy. And I've got all my addresses plugged in there. So I can just get a ride willy nilly wherever I need to to my important spots. And, you know, if my cars, whatever, doing stuff, leaving a car for somebody to take stuff out of, or whatever reason it is that I have, I'm always seem to be driving a truck, driving a car, got to leave one somewhere. All right, I'll just take an Uber and do that. But I think a lot of people are poking their heads out going, okay, I haven't been taking an Uber, I haven't been doing all this crazy stuff. It's go time, let's go out to eat at that restaurant. So I remember being down in Phoenix after was I in Phoenix? No, I was in Scottsdale in 
probably April of 2020, and they were just opening up because Phoenix or, you know, Arizona was just so aggressive. That was right before they shut down again. They had to go through some, you know, a little bit of learning curve there. But I was down there um, because I wanted to, you know, just see what was going on. And it seemed like a good time to fly to (laughs) Arizona. But, you know, right in the middle of pandemic, probably not my best move, but I didn't get sick and survived. And I'm just one of those guys that just kind of runs around and does stuff. But I think a lot of people are, um, they're coming out. They're like, okay, we finally feel like we're safe. And so everybody's got that different level of when do we go to a restaurant? And um, how about not wearing a mask in a restaurant? You know, there's some of that going on as well. There are restaurants who haven't mandated that. But I think more people are, okay, wear your mask into the restaurant. Okay, standing up, you got to wear it sitting down at your table. You can take it off. Those are the rules that just killed me. But people are going out more and more for sure. And I think we'll start to see some of that data. And um, the fact that people are going out and they're demanding, you know, they want to go to a restaurant. We're going to have concerts here pretty soon. We're going to have actual live music, which seems crazy. And that's how you know a pandemic is basically over. Bunch of people getting together at a limited capacity at what? 30%, maybe 50% of the venue's capacity. But even still, I'm kind of like, all right, just a couple of months ago, we were on the verge of the county I'm in, King County was on the verge of going back from phase two to phase one, statistically, based on the facts and the data, in the science, we should have gone backwards, but then we held off for long enough and the cases held and then they declined. And here we are now just kind of opening up. And um, so yeah, I think some of this is temporary. But you know, a lot of these prices, you're probably going to spend a little bit more when you go out. But you know what, I think you're going to be okay with that for a little while. And then you'll look back and go, Oh, man, that Rona really cost us. So one of the major long term impacts, you're going to pay way more at your favorite restaurant, probably after the Rona than during or before. It's just this is inevitable. Because like we said, there's only two ways this can go, they can either cut costs, which there's no way restaurants can do that right now. I mean, it's just it's not a thing The you're seeing what the prices that they're paying for this stuff. It's literally going through the roof. Or they and then they just pass the costs on along to the consumer. It's what you got to do. Never mind the fact that most of these restaurants were bleeding out money when they were at 25% capacity, they were hoping to just barely cover some overhead, stay in business, keep, you know, keep some of their personnel alive. Now they're now they can't get enough people to work. It's crazy how quick this turns around, especially when you send everybody back to work, back to work lemmings. Let's go. All right. So that's about it. That's about it on this one. So don't be shocked. Next time you go out to eat, that bill is just a little bit higher than it was before. Grocery store, same thing. Man, some of the stuff I look at, I'm like, am I just losing touch with how much stuff costs? Because it seems like that was way cheaper just a few months ago. And it probably was. So that's what you're experiencing. No, you're not going crazy. No, you're not having a senior moment like I do often. Things just cost more. And as this trend continues, which it will, I will report right back to you here on the Seattle Real Estate Podcast. All right. Thanks so much for being here. Thanks so much for being a part of the podcast. And yeah, just hanging out. I'll catch up with you soon. Until then, stay safe. I'll see you in a little bit. Bye for now. 
forget to subscribe to our channel and hit the notification bell so you'll know when our next video is out.